my waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hey, welcome to High Road to Humanity. And this is Nancy, you're out, your host. And I'm so excited. You know, we have Reverend Anna Jones with us today on the show. And Anna tells us about the teachings of Archangel Michael. So I'm so excited because Archangel Michael is one of my favorite archangels. He's our protector. And I know a lot of you out there are interested in what he has to say to us. And our book is The Teachings of Archangel. Archangel Michael and its handbook for humanity. So if you guys will sit back and relax, I'd like to read you something real quickly here from the book, just so you can get a feel for what Archangel Michael's message is to humanity. So sit back and relax. And let me read you something here. It's part one, living in the company of angels. I am the angel, and this is what Archangel Michael says. I am the angel of the blue violet ray, the Archangel Michael, who has responded to your prayer. I've been hearing your prayer and the prayers of many. I speak this message for all humanity, for anyone who has the ears to hear it. There is so, so far that you have to travel between where you are now and where you need to be in order to truly be living, living in the spirit, living in balance and living in peace. That is your birthright. This is what you are meant for. The reason I bring this message through in parts is because there are many keys and many important parts and many important pieces on which I want to speak. And I'm going to tell you the first thing he tells us because it's so important, you guys. The first thing that I wish to mention is one of the most important things. Start to focus more and more on bringing your spiritual life into your daily activities. It's very simple process, but, but hard to do. We've been speaking to this channel, and they're talking about Anna. I have been bringing messages through her for a long time. One of the most recent messages has to do with what I am about to speak of, and that is to you act, that is to act as if to be, as if you were always in the company of angels, for you are. Now, Anna Jones has been, Reverend Anna Jones, let me correct that, has been channeling Archangel Michael for quite a while now. And let me give you a little bit of information about Anna. Reverend Anna Jones is an internationally known interfaith minister, master healer, transformational teacher, and lifelong clairvoyant medium. Anna has been developing her expertise in the field of holistic energy medicine, intuition, and spirituality for over 37 years. She's a multi-gifted modern mystic who has served for many as a teacher of the teachers and healer of the healers, and her peers know her professionally as an insightful visionary and eloquent luminary for holistic living and spiritual enlightenment. Anna is the author of The Teachings of Archangel Michael, The Handbook for Humanity. You know, Anna, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Thank you for having me, Nancy. I'm excited to be here today and always excited to speak on this amazing subject. Well, yeah, I, Anna, how, when did you start to channel Archangel Michael and how did you know it was him? 
Well, I believe that I was receiving messages from him even in my childhood. I didn't know it was him, however, for sure, um, until the early 1990s. Uh, 1993 uh, was when I had type of an awakening experience um, at Lake Louise in Alberta, Canada, uh, in which I was up there with a client doing work and doing channeling work. And it's a sacred site associated with him on the planet, associated with Archangel Michael on the planet. And um, he revealed himself very strongly and very clearly to me and to the client I was with through this message that was coming through, also through things that I was getting visuals of, and uh, revealed that it was him that was basically been speaking to me along with my other angels and guides, but that he had been speaking to me throughout all of my life. I knew from a very young age, however, that I had a deep connection with him. I was raised Catholic initially, being raised by my great-grandmother, um, and that connection connection with the angels, all of them felt very strong, but the one that felt the strongest with all of the angels was Archangel Michael. So I felt that, and of course I was receiving messages, and I started receiving messages for other people during my youth group um, when I was 14, between the ages of 14 and 17, I think maybe 18, definitely through 17, I was working um, in a charismatic uh, youth group and doing laying on of hands, healing, prophesying, speaking in tongues, all of that uh, deep charismatic healing experience and I knew I was getting messages from other people and seeing what now I call energy and seeing now what the angels refer to me as their energy and describe to me as their energy and getting those messages like really short at first they, they started out like very short little brief um, you know sentences or phrases or a word just to share with that person would they say what were those first messages that they would say? Uh, those first messages might be even just a simple word, like tell them to be at peace, like tell them it's going to be okay. Um, tell them, you know, to relax or, uh, you know, just something like a simple word or phrase or sentence is how it began. Um, and then over the, the years, I started getting messages from the angels and guides that I could make that much more direct um, and following their guidance, which wasn't always an easy thing and wasn't something that I always just willingly did also I, I, I am a modern mystic but I sometimes call myself the reluctant uh, mystic because I'm always like going you want me to do what you know it's like I, I'm oftentimes like questioning them and like questioning what they asked me to do and when they started asking me to make it deeper and, and more direct um, I, I eventually said okay eventually but it wasn't like a right away thing so it was literally a calling to all of this work all of the service even the healing work that I do so to this day, it's all been uh, a calling. Eventually, they gave me a process, a, a, a spiritual meditative prayer and meditation process that um, they said if I always use it, it would help me connect with the angels and, and it would help me take it to the deeper level that the work is today. Do you teach that? That's do I teach that process? Yeah. I do teach that process. I don't teach uh, the, 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 the trans-channeling aspect of it, but I do teach um, the process to people. In a lot of my uh, communicating with the angels classes that I do, like I just did um, Angels 101 webinar recently, just periodically I do angelic communication webinars or teleconferences or you know in-person workshops sometimes too. That's where I, I heard you. It was so funny. Uh, I was okay. sitting. Yeah, and I never, you know, I, I put out podcasts, but I was going through my and I said something. I just Googled Archangel Michael because I've always uh -huh. connected with him. And, uh, and I'll have to tell you about that later. But uh, so I, I Googled it and I you came up. 
And I listened to what you were channeling, his message. And it really struck me, I mean, to the core, right in my heart. And I thought, wow. And I immediately ordered your book. And you guys, just so you know, the book that I ordered from her is The Teachings of Archangel Michael. It's a handbook for humanity. Everybody should read this. Uh, I love the first part where you say, and it's true, if we all have a guardian angel, is that correct? Yes, everybody has at least one guardian angel. Most people have more than one, uh, even even amongst the guardian angels. And then we all have archangels that work with us, because the archangels work with the entire planet. Now, so Archangel the Michael works with all, all on the planet. Right, and, and, you say, and he says, if we could all just realize that there's an angel standing right next to us. Right. All day long, all the time. We would change what we do, what we say, how we act. Because there is an angel standing right next to us all the time, right. isn't there? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and it's hard to that, but I've, I've been working really hard on living that because yeah. it's true. Because you watch your words and you watch what you think and what you watch what you do. Um, I love his message to humanity. He wants us to be more spiritual and to pray. We got about 30 seconds before we go to commercial. Sure. Um, but Anna, where can everybody, I know they can pick your book up at Amazon. You have a website that you want yeah. to give? Um, Anna, which is spelled with one N, A-N-A, jonesonline.com. So AnnaJonesOnline.com is another place that they can get it. And the good news is later this year, I'll be coming out with my second one. So that, Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I'm excited yeah. to hear about that. Okay. We'll be right okay. back. Okay. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yearout, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. It's Marching In celebration of what would have been author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Roald Dahl's 100th birthday, Oxford University Press has published the Oxford Roald Dahl Dictionary. The dictionary is both authoritative and a little bit mischievous and includes everyday words plus those invented by Dahl for his books. One of my favorite words from the dictionary is Zazimus. 
That is what the big friendly giant calls the stuff that dreams are made of, which he whisks with his magical egg beater. Roald Dahl loves the letter Z, which he uses in his mystical words like fizz whizzing, zip fizzing, and zunk. By now you might be feeling a bit biff squiggled. That's another word for confused or puzzled. It's merging I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy. You're out, your host, and we're here with Reverend Anna Jones today, and she is able to channel Archangel Michael, and he, she has put a book together that she actually channeled on a radio show we were talking during the break, and um, he gives different parts of what he wants humanity to know. I guess, Anna, what do you feel that um, Archangel would like to give us? What kind of message, I guess I should ask, that he wants to give us today? Well, the message in that sequence of messages um, was all, he called it a handbook for humanity. So I almost give it that title. I give it that subtitle, handbook for humanity, for having healthy relationships with ourselves, with each other, with the earth, and with God. And he said that we can't have healthy relationships with, in any of those levels, if we don't realize that they're all intertwined. You know, like, for example, if we don't have a healthy relationship with ourselves, it's going to be really hard to have a relationship with those others, right, with the earth, with other people, with God. Um, and if we don't have a healthy relationship with God, if we don't have a healthy relationship with the planet, and vice versa. He was saying that if any of those pieces are missing, because they're all intertwined, they're not the same relationship, but they're, but they're interconnected so intricately, he explains in the course of those messages, that um, if we want to be in balance, if we want the earth to be in balance, if we want to have happy, harmonious, healthy relationships in our lives uh, with other people and with God, and reach, reach and attain all that we're capable of, then we have to work on all levels of those relationships. And so all the chapters in the book is that all those eight messages that were channeled in sequence over a course of eight radio shows um, back in the early like 2000s is when those messages came through. Um, they're all about how to improve those relationships with ourselves, with them, uh, with the with each other, with the earth. And there's a lot in there about our relationship with the earth and how out of balance it is, and with God, and 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 that that deep personal relationship with the God that we need to deepen as well. It's it was life changing for me to channel. It's been life changing for me to try to live what he even teaches in there. Well, yeah. And he says, take down the barriers. He says, dissolve the barriers, love the divine. And and he does talk about the earth spirits. And I think that's really cool because people don't realize that the earth is alive and there is um, there are spirits that watch over the earth and plants and the animals and, and everything and the insects and the birds <laughs> and that. And he says that we have the ability to communicate with them. Absolutely. I love that part, too, that we can communicate not only with the earth spirits, but with the elements, too, and that we can use our ability to communicate with the elements to help rebalance the earth. You know, I mean, think about if we were doing that, instead of just being in fear, instead of just being in anxiety or being angry about things that we see happening with the planet, just, like, start to develop this ability that we have already to develop it, perhaps, or awaken it so that we can use that gift to communicate with it. Also, 
also he describes these powers that we have, you know, right. these different powers that we have, of which that's one of them, that to be a, the power to be, communicate with nature. He describes several others as well that we need to use, you know, and and, and that we need to use wisely. Um, like a, one that comes to my mind all of a sudden is the, the, the power of voice, you know, like what we say, how we say it, are we speaking our truth, are we, you know, the, the, the using our voice uh, in the way that it was meant to be meant to be used. And that's the one that comes to my mind right now when I'm just sitting here uh, thinking and feeling feeling Archangel Michael connecting with me right now. Right. The power of our voice. You know, and um, yeah, I, I read that in the book too. Have you ever seen them? Do you, do you see the angels? I have visions of him um, in my spiritual sight, um, in my spiritual vision. I have not seen him physically with my eyes open, other than maybe through some of the miraculous experiences that I've had with strangers. Uh, and um, there's been several of those throughout the course of my life in which I have to wonder, who was that? And just just right. stranger, an experience with a stranger that just showed up at the exact moment and like saved me from like being in a place where I shouldn't have been or something like that. You know, um, I've had so many experiences like that. It's possible that there was some kind of angelic manifestation. I've had a very much belief in that. Um, but I see them in my dreams state, which is where, quite commonly where we see our angels and guards, by the way, um, in in the dream time. And um, and then I see him in these trance state experiences that I have through the spiritual sight, through the spiritual vision, um, and all kinds of things that he shows me, because those words don't just come through. Um, when I do the, the the live channeling, which is, I think, what you tuned into um, on the solstices and the equinoxes, I always hold, hold a free, like, global live channel message from Archangel Michael at his request. <laughs> I do it because he asked me to do it, but um, when I do those, uh, everybody hears the words, but I call it a trans transmission because it's this whole energy transmission that he's sending to the planet and it's not just to me it's to everybody and i'm just receiving the part that can come through me and that's meant to come through to us in a vocal way like the verbal transmission of it but there's all of this other energy that's coming through and i see i have very vivid things that i see and i feel uh, sometimes there's a whole other additional experience going on uh, in addition to the words that are being said and i'm hearing it at the same time that you guys are hearing it um and that was exactly how it happened with that those messages for that book. It's, it's always the way that it is, is that I'm in that deep meditative trance state, and I'm I'm just letting allowing myself to be the instrument, basically. You're a conduit. Yeah, right. Be the conduit. Yeah. Well, he talks about he wants us to get back, and I love this part, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. He talks about getting back to ceremony, meaning that you get yes. up every morning and you meditate, you pray. And maybe you light a candle, but it's ceremony. It's what our ancestors used to do. And I've gotten away from that. And I love that because it's, it's, it's like brushing your teeth. You get up every morning and you brush your teeth. So he's saying, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, yes. get up every morning and say a prayer and thank God and meditate and get what messages you can from God so that from the divine so that it helps us in our daily life. Is that what you see too? 
Yes, and I will add to that that bring a ceremony or ritual component to that. Like, so if you're going to pray or meditate, maybe light a candle. That's a little ritual, right? So it's a little, it adds another symbolic act because a ritual is a symbolic act that has meaning, right? So that's associated with an intention of some kind. Um, and then also create more ceremonies or participate in more ceremonies. In fact, he, um, in the sixth chapter of the book, he gives in a very elaborate ceremony for bringing our giving and our receiving back into balance again. And that obviously stands out, and it's very powerful. When I did it, it, I've done it several times, and when I've done it with groups, I've done it with uh, friends and individuals and clients, they've all, you know, lots of them have done it. They always say that they feel so much more in balance afterwards, right? It's just like, it just kind of balances things. But there's also another ritual that he speaks about in the first part of that chapter that I think is really important and often gets overlooked because the other one is so long and so descriptive. He's starts that that chapter by saying to do um, rituals of dedication, you know, to where we dedicate ourselves to our path of purpose or to our life purpose, and that we make a mistake sometimes of thinking that we have to know what that is before we dedicate ourselves to it. And so um, he's actually recommending that we do short, doesn't have to be, you know, long, elaborate or whatever, ceremonies or rituals of dedication to our path, to our purpose, to whatever we want to dedicate ourselves to ultimately, but definitely to to our purpose. So it would be like me saying, hey, um, you know, uh, dear Lord, it would be like a prayer, you know, please. A prayer could be a part of that ritual. Yeah. To my life purpose, something along those right. lines. Right. A prayer okay. could be part of that ritual. Lighting a candle could be part of that ritual. Drawing something could be part of that ritual. Creating a vision board of that could be part of that ritual. Um, anything that, you know, because prayer and meditation are not ritual. They are included in ritual. They're part of ritual, but usually some other symbolic act of some kind is what makes it a ritual and not just prayer and meditation by itself. I want to ask you something real quick, and this is just because I've had so many orb or a green orb. What do you what do you know about the orbs, and why am I seeing those? What colors are you seeing? The, the computer kind of messed up a little bit there. What blue, and green, blue and green orbs. I've seen out at the lake when I go on my bike ride in the morning. I see orbs, and, and if you don't know what they are, I'll tell the audience. It's just a circle, a color, and you see it in your picture, and it's very evident. And now that we have this live thing, I see it move. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Is that angelic or what am I seeing? I think it's quite possible. I really do. Um, because our new digital photography systems have the ability to pick up so much more sensitive energies and light energies. Um, one of the reasons why I think it's quite possible is because oftentimes when I do see the angels, I see their energy and their energies and colors. And a lot of times it is in like, you know, the, um, geometries, like an orb is a sphere, right? An orb is a sphere and that's a geometry. Um, it could be in other types of geometries too, and it can be moving. And like you said, you can see it moving. Um, so it's quite possible. I also think it's also possible that it's other types of spirit and activity and not just angelic. Um, but the angels oftentimes do appear to us in orbs of light, spheres of light, um, spinning wheels of light. In fact, um, the seraphim are known for appearing in the, the spinning wheels of light, the, the, the moving spinning wheels of light. Um, so I think it's 
quite possible. Thanks for bringing that up. I think that's uh, something, a phenomenon that a lot of people have and a lot of my clients have experienced as well. And I personally have experienced some profound stuff showing up on photography. Yeah, you're like, oh, they were there today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's they really will send us all kinds of signs in a variety of ways to help uh, us realize, yes, we really are here. Yeah, we really well, are. And it's funny because I was getting ready for the show this week and uh, I had the book sitting on my ottoman. I'll tell the story really quick. And then I have a picture behind me of Archangel Michael that I've had for a long, long time. And so I wasn't reading the book, I was doing other stuff, and I came back in the house, and the book was on the floor, and Archangel Michael's picture was on the floor. And I'm like, okay, I guess I need to now. And then I went into the bathroom, and my husband was looking at a magazine, he reads gun magazines, and the gun was the Archangel gun. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I'm serious. So I, I know for sure he was in the house this weekend. <laughs> yes, definitely try to get your attention and bring attention. So guys, yeah. yeah, pay attention when you see these things because I'm Absolutely. like, obviously you, you need to pay attention because they're trying to get our attention is what I see. Okay, we're here today with Anna, with Reverend Anna Jones. We're so blessed. And her book is called The Teachings of Archangel Michael We'll be right back on High Road to Humanity, but make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hog-a-ma-dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to The High Road. 
welcome back to High Road to Humanity, and we're here with Reverend Anna Jones, and we're talking about Archangel Michael, and Anna and I were talking during the break, and he has new messages for us, and uh, I'd really like, and she's got a new book coming out, so I want to hear what is, um, what does Archangel Michael, what are his new messages for us, Anna? Um, well, I've been bringing these messages through in a series that I do through my Archangel Michael study group that I lead monthly. And um, that's also something people can find out about on my website. But these series of messages have been coming through for at least eight months or 10 months now um, on the subject of uh, keeping your heart open. And he chose the subject. You know, so all I've been asked to do is lead the group. And each group is we study the message from before and we get a new message every month. Right. So um, it, every month month, a new message is on this theme that he chose and he decided like this is the most important thing. He says we need to do work we need to do right now because we're closing down our hearts. We're guarding our hearts. We're shielding our hearts. We're disconnecting our hearts. We're we're, we're staying too much in our heads. We're staying too much in our minds. I know I'm not supposed to talk about my heads, but um, the, uh, the the staying in our heads and not in our, or not in our hearts and not keeping the heart open is keeping us from being more loving with each other, more compassionate with each other. I I really do feel that um, uh, he's onto something really big with this series of messages, and there's some very profound things that he speaks about in there about how a lot of the stuff that we want to heal, a lot of the rebalancing that he even talks about in the in the first uh, book, uh, it, we, it's like we can't go any further until we open the heart and we keep it open um, because the other thing he describes is how we'll open it for a time period like we'll have an experience where we'll like say my heart goes out to you and we'll feel like some our heart do, does open um, and then we like bring it way back um, and even those of us who feel like well my heart's open doesn't mean that we don't have it like shielded or guarded or like heavily like armored in some way shape or form because that's another phenomena that that he describes happens. Well, how do we, oh, okay, so, and, and I've heard that before, and, and we'll talk about this. Yes, I agree with him and you completely. You have to open your heart to forgive, and you can't come from your head. It's got to come from your heart, and that's something I recently learned in the past year. So here's my question. A lot of us uh, don't even realize our heart, like you said, is guarded. How can we open it if, and you know, if we don't know it's guarded? It's a little confusing there. How can we make sure our heart is open? Well, he's been speaking for about, like I said, eight to 10 messages on that subject. And that's really the theme throughout it. So I can't say everything that he's teaching because it's too much. Literally, it's 10, 10, no, it's about 10 hours of teaching so far. Um, but I would say in a nutshell, um, staying present, staying in the now is one of the key things that he's been talking about most recently, like being in the now, like bringing our energies and being very present and being in the now. It's very hard to keep our heart open if we're not. Um, and then also learning new ways of protecting ourselves because a lot of that shielding, guarding, disconnecting that why we um, do that at the heart to begin with is because we're not protecting ourselves uh, in other ways. And we do that as an unconscious way of protecting ourselves and then we just kind of like defer back to the head like or we defer back to worst case scenario the ego or the the lower part of our id or something you know to kind of take charge and be in control um, because he describes that the heart is actually meant to lead um, and uh, he talks about that in the first book as well I think there's mention to it but it's not like in depth like it is in this new series of messages that the heart is meant to lead and then we're meant to use all of the capabilities and the faculties and the gifts of our mind 
mind and our intellect to fulfill the true wishes and desires of the heart and to and to follow the lead and the guidance of the heart. Um, but that's not how we're operating. Um, and so that's a big imbalance. He talks about imbalance a lot in that first book about how out of balance we are with our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with each other, our relationship with the earth and our relationship with God. Well, I really believe in this second series of messages, which he has asked me to put in a new book, um, that he's getting to some of the key of how we're going to actually really get back into that balance once the heart is open. And it's interesting because he always says we have to be able to do it, keep it open in all circumstances, at all times, and in all ways, right? And he describes all these other ways that the heart can be open that we haven't even tapped into yet, which has to do with like deeper, more mystical um, connection uh, that we can have and experience through our hearts. All right. So two questions I had. One is, how can we protect ourselves so we don't close our heart down? Yeah, he's giving some interesting explanations about that, different than other stuff that I've heard. Um, for example, he's trying to help us understand about energy and who we are as energy and what we do with our energy. Um, like that, he's just like saying if we can wake up and realize like who we are as energy, what we do with our energy, how we run our energy, that we, that 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 everything is energy. First of all, um, so he gives some really profound teachings around that, trying to help bring us into that awakened aware state of how we are as energy and who we are energetically um, and if we can learn to run our energy differently that's a protection in and of itself um, he teaches and he's taught me for years and years and years even as a part of the process of connecting with him that our greatest protection is connection um, this 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 vertical connection that we can make with our energy directly to source directly to the divine um, and that that is our greatest protection and if we are connecting to source, sourcing from source, he describes it as, if we're sourcing from source, then we don't need to feel like we have to guard as much. You know, we don't have to, you know, layer or armor ourselves or disconnect ourselves so much. For years and years and years and years, he's told me personally, connection is your greatest protection. Connection is your greatest protection. And he, and he definitely is elaborating on that in this series of new messages. So I'm very excited about it coming out. Get up in the morning meditate connect with the divine and stay connected all day stay connected stay connected i'm smiling as you're telling me this because my book is called wake up the universe is speaking to you and it's all about energy uh -huh. and i wrote couple of years ago because people I felt don't understand that we are energy and our words and our thoughts and our feelings are energy and that's what creates our reality yes and, yes and so it's right on with what you're saying so that's why you see the big smile on my face <laughs> like, yes that's it that's it Anna and yeah. I are on Skype so we can see each other today mm -hmm. and I hope I'll get this video out so the best way and I love this because you know I've always put white light around myself some people say put nets which he, Archangel Michael says connect with the divine and stay connected connect. yeah and stay connected and that's the key to keeping our heart open at all times staying in that connection if, if we if we disconnect that connection then we feel like we've got to energetically do something else you know and and then we've gotten into this horrible habit of thinking we have to disconnect in order to protect ourselves, like disconnect everything, disconnect the heart, Just, you know, put all these layers in our aura and our energy field. Cause I also have been working with energy healing since I was 14 and I started doing that spiritual healing work in youth group, you know, and I still continue that as a whole part of my ministry is the energy healing work that I do. And, it, and I see it all the time. I see my clients like, 
putting all this stuff around their auras and their chakras and disconnecting their heart, like disconnecting themselves, or at least trying to, because we really can't succeed at doing it, because we really can't disconnect ourselves. But we at least, we, we, he says that we, if we could see how much energy we exude, how much energy it takes to even try, that we would stop doing it immediately. If we could actually see how much of our energy we're kind of wasting and like uh, exhausting ourselves, just trying to disconnect, you know? Yeah, on a, yeah. tell somebody who doesn't know, my audience, there's gotta be somebody I'm sure that doesn't know how to connect. Tell us, I mean, tell us how to connect with the divine. I know how, you know how, but there's other people that don't. I wanna hear what you, well, as an interfaith minister, I found that um, in my studies of world religions that there's a, a innumerable ways for people to connect and that that's part of the difference in the different religions is different ways and ideologies about making that connection that works for different people. So um, if there's a certain path that you're already on and that path uh, or, or, or religion that you practice to, that tells you connect through A, B, and C, and D, then do that, but do it as a regular spiritual practice. And that's the thing. Like whatever practices we use, we need to use it as a regular spiritual practice and go deeper into it, whatever your path already is. And for those who are seeking, because I also work with a lot of seekers, you know, um, for those who are seeking like the, their way or their path or whatever, um, I'd say try some of the tried and true methodologies that have been there that have existed for thousands of years. Prayer obviously is one of the most common that's common in, in, in throughout the world. Um, but we, it, it's, it's difficult for us to, um, just you know, feel like we can pray ceaselessly. But there is a form of ceaseless prayer that I love to work with, which has to do with the connecting with the divine names. And again, depending upon your spiritual orientation, there are innumerable names of God. There's innumerable names of the infinite, and, and, and especially when you get into all the world religions and all the ancient cultures and things. So um, it's a recitation that, that all the world religions actually have a, a common practice of reciting and meditating and calling calling upon the divine name. And so if you have a divine name that you really resonate with, you can use like a, a, a chanting or a singing or a, a repeating, even a silent repeating of that for a, as a form of ceaseless prayer. Because you can do it silently, for example, anywhere, any place, anytime, and it can be a way of like staying in that connection. That's one of the things that he recommends. He recommended it to me years ago. He recommends it uh, in, in some of the new channel work that he's bringing through. And of course, the angels are always doing that. That's how they stay in ceaseless prayer. They're always in this praising of the divine name. They're always in this praise state where they're in that connection with the divine names. So you don't say God, what do you say? I use a lot of different ones. Um, for example, when I'm channeling, I use Kyrie Eleison, Christe Eleison. Um, and I also use, um, and, but that's a personal connection. And I use Adonai Elohim, uh, which come from the Hebrew. Uh, the Adonai uh, being an, uh, an ancient Hebrew name for God. And then um, Elohim being an ancient Hebrew name for God, which has to do with God kind of everywhere in all things. It's a, it's a name that's like God, God plural. Um, but as an interfaith minister, I work with a lot of different names from a lot of different traditions, including ancient cultures and indigenous cultures, that I, I love them all. And what I've looked at from the research 
research that I've done is that they they all are just describing the the infinite divine, but they're all like qualities of you know like the Almighty, the All Powerful, the All Beautiful, the you know the the the, the omnipotent, the, you know the di- different qualities that the different names from the different traditions have. Um, so anyway, the the angels are always in this constant state, you know. The, the, and they they sing and chant and pray and all these things in in their language, which is the language of the angels or the language of light, they call it. Um, and within that are are all of these different names. Right. We've got about thirty seconds to go. Sure. And you know, I want to thank you for telling us that because yeah. I like to stay connected all day. And yeah, there are some people say, "Oh, I connect when I do a reading, and then I disconnect." Yes, there's all kinds of ways of, of oh. connecting deeper for a, a moment, uh, you know, or for a period of time if you want to go deeper. But we need to stay connected all the time. And more. Don't forget to visit Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to sign up for her intuitive personal coaching program or to book a psychic reading. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. It's marching In celebration of what would have been author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Roald Dahl's 100th birthday, Oxford University Press has published the Oxford Roald Dahl Dictionary. The dictionary is both authoritative and a little bit mischievous and includes everyday words plus those invented by Dahl for his books. One of my favorite words from the dictionary is Zazimus. That is what the big friendly giant calls the stuff that dreams are made of, which he whisks with his magical egg beater. Roald Dahl loves the letter Z, which he uses in his mystical words like fizz whizzing, zip fizzing, and zunk. By now, you might be feeling a bit biff-squiggled. That's another word for confused or puzzled. It's Marching Day I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy. You're out, your, your host, and we have Reverend Anna Jones today as our guest on High Road to Humanity. And we're talking about Archangel Michael, and she's telling us how to protect ourselves. And Anna, tell us some more about, uh, about that. 
Well, um, like you were saying, you can also just through our energy, just try to like center ourselves, ground ourselves, breathing, time in nature. Those are also other methods in addition to the ceaseless prayer. What I was describing to you earlier is uh, called ceaseless prayer, uh, being able to stay in a ceaseless state of prayer through using those divine names. But there are a lot of other methods that people use for connecting. Uh, so many methods as there are people, I think. Uh, breath work tends to be a pretty easy one to because everybody has their ability to just kind of pause breathe like you know but consciously breathe right just like consciously breathe and connect in through the breath uh to quiet ourselves calm ourselves but meditation 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 the angels often say it's like meditation 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 the more we do it the more connected we're going to be on a regular basis like the a, a deep practice of meditation even once a day can keep us connected kind of throughout the day or we can feel like when we start to get that disconnected more you know we have more awareness so to speak so there's lots of different different methods, but it's a very important subject. Uh, so thanks for having a time to discuss it. Yeah, and, and Archangel Michael talks about stand up for what you believe in. He talks about respect and he talks about restoring wholeness in the world. And, you know, we've become such a angry society. But I, I did see at the end of this book, you mm -hmm. know, Angel Michael says, and I hate to come to a conclusion here, but he says that we eventually will have peace and we will have heaven on earth, that this yes. will happen. And I, it's awesome. I'm like, yes. Yes. Can you I address know. a little bit, please? I know. Is I'm always happy to hear it, you know, because like others, I get sometimes very, uh, you know, concerned about the state of our world, the state of the direction everything he's headed in, and uh, and is often reassuring. It's not just that one time. He's often, still to this day, re reassuring uh, that that it will happen, and that we have to believe in the possibility of that. Not get disenfranchised, not like get fall into this, you know, negative fear or worry, anxiety, but and get stuck there like we're all going to be afraid at some point at something we're all going to have anxiety but we, we can't get stuck there right like we have to like let that energy move through us and move beyond it and and going into all possibilities there's there's, there's a, a line in there where he says peace is possible right there's a line in the book where he says peace is possible and we we have to believe that it's possible you know healing is possible we have to believe that it's that it's possible and act as if it is and envision and create and, and use our powers and use our gifts as if as if it is um and the eighth chapter i think is also important for like making that possibility a probability um because it's possible and he says it's going to happen but how can we then make that more of a probability ultimately we have to do everything i think i'll follow all the suggestions that he's making and all the teachings that he's giving but the eighth chapter i think really largely uh, pertains to our modern times we're like constantly going going, 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 uh, especially with social media, next thing, next thing, next thing, just scrolling, 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 and we're not really taking the time to absorb, and we're not taking the time to integrate, and um, actually, uh, I feel like the whole message of that eighth message in that eighth, eighth part of the book um, is on the subject of integration, and making sure that we take the time to integrate all the things we're experiencing, all the things we're learning, all the things that um, we're we're needing to apply it, right? Because if we want to take it from possible into probable, we have to take the wisdom, take the lessons, and 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 integrate them and apply them with integrity. With the other part of integration is also integrity. Yeah. Yeah. 
integrity exactly yeah, yeah i'm looking at your i'm looking at the book and it's starting i'm going to read this really quick you guys restoring your wholeness it's a message of integration that i bring today he says it is i the archangel michael choosing at this time to come full circle with the things that i have spoken in this message series for integration that you need together he wants us to be connected and i just see we're so disconnected and it's like wait a minute wait a minute we need to come back and i think that's what he's saying yes it's it's an illusion of disconnection ultimately but it's what we're doing with our energy right and you understand this you understand energy so we're, we're, we're trying to disconnect our energy and and we're not taking the time to like stay in that connection and deeply integrate what we have, who we are, what our gifts are, what we're learning, what we're experiencing. I mean, like think of how many things we experience and then we're just on to the next thing. Next, 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 next. You know, so instead of doing that, we need to take, okay, so we learned something new. We, we listened to you today. You tell us what we need to know and Archangel Michael, you deliver that message. Now we need to let it sink in is what let you're saying. Let it sink in. Take a moment, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. And applying might be part of what it takes to integrate too. Like it's, it, it, maybe we need to apply some of it, not just learn it intellectually, but actually apply it into our lives. Maybe that's what it, integrating it is going to be for us too. Live it. And that's what he talks about too. You know, it's, it's, it goes back to the old saying of the hypocrite, you know, you can, you can say it, you can talk it, but you gotta live it. You gotta live it. Absolutely. And yeah, and I think that's what he wants us to do. You know, I want to bring Absolutely. up Atlantis because it's really interesting to okay. me. He brought up, well, I just think it's cool. A lot of people do too, you know, but I, I could see this. He said, we are like all the people from Atlantis, and, and correct me if I'm wrong now, Anna, but he says a lot of the people are here, they're reincarnated, and they're doing the same thing with DNA and all of that again. It's almost like a do-over. Can you address right. that a little bit? Um, he only touches on it in that book, but I can say since then and messages that have come through since then, he now says that everybody that was in Atlantis has returned, like all of everybody. So because back then it was like only a little bit. Now he says, now he says we're all reassembled. Um, and it is a do over. Are we going to like be able to get this right this time? Um, I'm still trying to get clear on like, um, what all it is. And I believe one of the reasons why it's hard for us to remember it very clearly, um, and remember it with like, uh, kind of a collective consensus because there are different channel pieces of information out there about what happened here, what happened there, you know, um, but as far as returning to that collective memory where we all just kind of do collectively start to remember and recall it is um, healing our hearts, right? So so that we can um, not be uh, afraid to know it and also afraid of like seeing everything that we need to see and knowing everything we need to know and, um, and, and then receiving our power, which also requires us to open our hearts because that goes back to that <laughs> open the heart theme. Um, because we have to use our power correctly. Um, and one thing is for sure, that all, all of the people who talked about Atlantis, all the people who channeled about Atlantis, all the times I've channeled about Atlantis, we had a, a misuse of power, um, regardless of all the details that do tend to change in, in different messages that are out there. But um, we, we've misused the power. And um, we, we start to tune into the power. And we start to, like, you know, realize just how much power we really have. And we start to co-create with that power. And then we, we misused it we abused it we misused it somehow um, and we got to make sure we don't do it again is the is the is the is the important thing well it was the ego right that came over these people they were greed. too 
greed, greed, which is very ego driven. Yes, um, greed, um, the, the 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 lust for power. You know, um, kind of the greed, anger, lust uh, phenomena that uh, is kind of the downside of everything for human beings. You know, when we get into the greed, anger, lust, uh, especially if you add uh, fear in there in the mix, um, it kind of pulls us into our, our lower nature, the lowest nature that we have. Um, and that was part of it. All, all of that was being misused, you know, with, because of those things that were driving it. I don't know what all of the forces were and all the determining factors were. Um, again, he says that we're going to remember that more collectively as time goes on and as we're able to um, receive our power and as we're able to be in um that open state where we can we can honestly see it, we can honestly look at ourselves. But right now we're having a hard time even honestly looking at ourselves in this life, right? Let alone honestly looking at ourselves from like other lifetimes. Um, and I know that I had at least three lifetimes in Lemuria and three lifetimes in Atlantis from the memories that I have, right? And so I think that's another way that it's all going to start to come through is through the memories that we have and starting to remember, well, what was my role? And how do I, you know, how am I repeating that role now? And how am I supposed to, you know, use my gifts in the proper way? My role is oftentimes then as messenger um, or messenger of the messengers, which is what the angels also are because the word angel means messenger messenger that's right you yeah. know we've got about three minutes to go here on the show i could talk to you for another hour by the way yeah. on that so i appreciate you coming sure when my new book comes out maybe we'll have to get together again oh for sure when is your new book coming out later this year it'll be later out this year. year yeah i want to know because i'm interested too and i bet the audience is okay so if we want to get in on your web are they webinars or how do we get in on this message from archangel michael that he brings us Right. So the monthly messages are coming through in my Archangel Michael study group and message circle is what it's called. So it's study group and message circle. And it's on my website and the events page. Um, so you can see that uh, there's there's one more coming up in June and then I'll be starting a whole new series of them. I kind of do it like six months, six months uh, segments of it. So, um, yeah. Uh, the website again is Anna, which is spelled with one N, AnnaJonesOnline.com. Um, I just, I'm just on the events page. Yeah. Okay. And there'll be a new webinar. So people can sign them up on my email list. Um, that's on the homepage of the of website. So on the homepage, you can sign up for the free email newsletter. And that way you get notified of anything I'm doing, like the solstice. I'll be doing a free teleconference that's not up on the website yet uh, with Archangel Michael, where every every solstice and equinox, he wants to give us an update. As he's what he's been asking about kind of like where we are in our journey together and where we are on our planetary journey. And like, this whole greater planetary transformation that's been happening ongoing in our lifetime, which the Atlantis and Lemurian piece of it connects to. You know, I feel so blessed to have you on today. You guys, it's www.anaanajonesonline.com right. if you want to get uh, some of these messages. And please pick up her book because I'll tell you something, it's life-changing. It really is. And to hear what Archangel Michael has to say to us is just amazing. Hey, we've got about one minute to go here, Anna. Is there any message that you think he wants us to, to know today? What can you What can you tell us? A message from him today. And from you. All, 
all are worthy is what I hear him saying right now, that he wants everybody, I don't know if it's people who are listening right now, he just wants everybody to know that we're all worthy of the help that they have to give us of just ask, you know, just just let ourselves receive, just allow ourselves to receive is what I'm is what I'm getting at the, as a closing message for everybody. That's fantastic. Yeah. You guys, I'm so excited. It's Reverend Anna Jones. The book is The Teachings of Archangel Michael, a handbook for humanity. And we're so happy to have her on the show. Next week, I've got Joseph Gallenberger, and he's going to tell us about liquid luck. So until next week, we'll talk to you love and hope for our future to sign up for my intuitive life coaching or a psychic reading visit my website www.nancyyearout.com my email address is nancy at highroadtohumanity.com so have a fabulous week and know that by staying on the high road you will make it to your destination